None of us really know each other. Pee in that cup. We're all screw-ups. Pee in that cup. But somehow, we were all in the same place at the same time when Billy found those coins. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. Pee in that cup. My name is Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler. Michael, what are you, uh, what are you doing? What are you, where, where, where have you been? Here? Cool. We saw Power Rangers, and we also saw Logan. We never actually got to talk about Logan, so we'll do that second. But we're going to open with Power Rangers because it's more topical. Power Rangers, you're a fan. Explain that. Yeah, no, I've been a fan like many grew up with uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in... You didn't really grow up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You that, were come uh, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers happened. That, so the uh, I lived in an apartment building in Honolulu with my father while growing up, and the uh, security guard downstairs would have, gave, he would give him VHS taste of uh, old reruns of Mighty Morphin. I grew up with um, Power Rangers Why in space. Why did he have them? I'm not sure. I think he had a kid at some point, maybe. Hopefully. I was really young at the time. But um, <laughs> at the same time, um, my dad was dating a girl from Japan. Uh-huh. And she would bring over the VHS tapes for uh, Super Sentai, which at the time was Seiju Sentai Gingaman. Gesundheit. Uh, thank you. Which we eventually got as Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. So I, at a very young age, was exposed to both Power Rangers and Super Sentai, so I grew an affection for both of them over the years. Yeah, Hawaii is weird. Um, a lot of Asian stuff over there. Quite Hawaii. a lot of, quite a lot. Yeah, and of course there'd be like a local Japanese station in Hawaii called Kiku, and they would air reruns of a lot of the '70s Tokusatsu series, so Kamen Rider V3, um, Kikaida, Inazuman, like things like that. They'd they'd play every couple of years or so. And I happened to be growing up at the time where they started rerunning all of Kikaida, so. Mm-hmm. So I'm versed in Tokusatsu, and of course everyone's seen Godzilla and stuff. Versed, so I'm versed in, tone in the Tokusatsu, yeah. Um, it's, uh, that's what I like about New York TV is that we get a lot of like fancy foreign channels. Like we get Sinovision, which is... Sounds like a superpower. It does, doesn't it? It's it's the Chinese station. I like to watch these like Chinese soap operas now. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Power Rangers. Okay, so I grew up with Power Rangers. Actually, grew up like when it was on the air. I was well, in kindergarten. well, let's let's not stretch it. You were about 40s. in your yeah. You're in your 30s, 40s when Power Rangers was released. Do you remember? Well, when I it was, was in out? my 40s and hanging out um, in, at kindergartens. Do you remember when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out? I do. I remember it very well. Um, I don't remember like the, what would the first day was, but it like it had like a strong impact on my life. That's why I started doing martial arts. I was like I was like I want to be a Power Ranger. That's why I had long hair because Tommy uh, from the Power Rangers had long hair. So I grew up having long hair until like a year ago. However, um, yeah, no, I was really into it. Like my parents were insane. There was one Christmas where they went to like every fucking um, Toys R Us from our place in which was like West Palm Beach to Miami, which is like a two and a half hour drive. 
um, looking for each of the Power Rangers action figures so I could have them all for Christmas because I was an only child and that's the way that works. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was cool. And I also remember going to see the first Power Ranger movie in theaters um, and like that having... was like 98, right? No, that was like 95, I want to say. Or maybe 90... No. Uh, Power Rangers in Space came out in 90... I was in the f- eight. first or second grade. Um, 95. No, yeah, you're 95. right. Yeah. yeah. And I remember bringing an Ivan Oiz... Uh, Ivan Oiz... Ivan Ooze toy to school that had, like, purple gack in it. And, like, when you, you press down on his arms, he would ooze. You know what's befuddling to me is that actor who played Ivan News was the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, um, and he was very good. Uh, he's the best part of that movie. It, well, it really—he seems so fucking out of place because he's the only like legitimately good actor in the movie. Because like all of the Rangers, they kind of—I mean, they kind of grew into being okay. But like when they first started out, they were just like, "Oh yeah, no, we're just, just people." Um, we we could do the stunts kind of so they put them on TV and they're like we're not union so we'll work for thirty dollars I think yeah it's fifty dollars an episode or something like that was what they worked for and um, even Jesus when Himes even when the show was progressing Jesus. into season two they were still were just gonna pay him like I think a hundred dollars an episode or something yeah, um, yeah non union but uh, continue but so yeah no this had like a huge impact on my life these mighty Morphin Power Rangers it was like my thing back uh, when I was little. Um, so seeing this was interesting because I kind of put myself in the headspace where like, cause I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll put this out on front street. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, it was very flawed, but yeah. it was, it was enjoyable. I had fun with it. It was cool. However, I put myself in like the mind frame that I would have been as a small child. I would have been bored off my fucking tits yeah. at this movie. This wasn't like for well, you small say children. this, you say this, but think of the original '95 Power Rangers movie. The movie was boring as fuck. Well, but, you say this, but think about how this movie opened. It was with a joke about jerking off a cow. Well, well, spoilers, of course. Yeah, that was a really weird point in the movie, and that feels so out of place, and that kind of made me worry about what we were about because we both went to the theater expecting it to be bad oh yeah i expected to hate it i was like i i I felt i was afraid that it was going to be like the kind of movie that i couldn't even hate watch where i was just like oh no this is just incompetent and it's it's kind of boring and you can't even really make fun of it like something like fantastic four which we made fun of afterwards but in the movie you're just bored as shit yeah you're like how did this happen yeah no this was uh well here's the thing too Yes, I am a fan of, like, Power Rangers and Super Sentai. I do not believe that that impeded my ability to look at this movie objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but as of now, I'm saying I don't think I am. But uh, I also enjoyed the film. It's, well, there are two movies that come with this movie, and I enjoyed the first movie. Yeah, so a few episodes ago, which at this point at the rate that we put them out was 26 years ago, um, we talked about uh, Max Landis and his Power Ranger script. He, Correct. He was originally contracted to write the Power Rangers movie. And when... it, seemed, it seems very apparent that when he was originally contracted, the studio wanted him to do Chronicle. That's what he says. Like, he said that, he said that publicly. He's like, well, they wanted Chronicle. I didn't want to do that. Um, and if you remember the first trailer that was released, it was like, oh, this looks exactly like Chronicle. Yeah, now that the movie's out, it feels kind of like Stranger Things. I'm yes. not sure if that's reactionary to the success of Stranger Things or if they... 
I'm gonna say it's partially. I'm gonna say it's partially coincidental, but I think that there are a lot of little elements in the movie that probably were like in. What I was saying was in the editing process, I feel like they were like, "Hey, Stranger Things was uh, big. Let's let's do some of that." Because a lot of the soundtrack sounds very Stranger Things esque. Yeah, you have um, that kind of eighty synth soundtrack going on. Which I it, really but there, and there was also like pop songs in the movie that they they utilized like Stranger Things. Oh my God, no! They and so uh, the movie ends with the same fucking song that ends the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, and I'm just like, why? Wait, which what? what, what? It so, was the the pop song from the. Uh oh, you're in trouble. We're in trouble. That one. No, that was what started the movie. The one where they're watching the fireworks. That's what I think of when I think of Power Rangers. Oh well, that's all right. But um, but no, the the movie it does seem kind of reactionary to that in terms of the soundtrack. Odd coincidental things like the entire movie takes place in a rock quarry. Yeah, that was like. When that first started happening, I was like, okay, so yeah, I'm getting a Stranger Things vibe, but that's completely coincidental, just because it they were happens filming, to yeah. be that the movie, like one of the major central locations is a big rock quarry, yeah, um, which happened in Stranger Things. But I feel like a lot of just like the coming of age uh, story and the, w- the way that the footage was presented and the way that it was edited and the way that the songs worked with the set, with the footage... I was like, I think they kind of saw that, and they're going for that style a little bit, which is fine. Yeah. I don't well, give a shit. Well, let's let's take this back. So the original Max Landis script, I read. You read most of, right? I read like uh, twenty pages of it, and okay. I was like, so yeah. You read some of. Um, I was like, I, I get this. I get it. I get what you're going for, Max. Yeah, his 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 head was in the right place, but the movie was not. Um, granted, it was a first draft of the script, but that was something that was it was very whimsical. It was very. Uh, it kind of gave me, like, a 21 Jump Street vibe. Um, like, it was very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It was... I would imagine that it was self-aware. He was trying to make it self-aware. It was, yeah, um, correct. That's what the finished product would have been. Correct. Um, um, that, and then, okay, so fast forward, and we get, like, images from, like, the movies and the trailers, and um, everyone's a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, the first thing that gave me an indication of hope for this film was the first teaser poster that was released where they're just all standing on the car and like looking up the stars because that felt like it was like almost like a 50s vibe coming of age story and if i was going to want to see a power rangers film in any capacity i would want to see it as a coming of age story for kids having to take on that role that they're not ready for right um Dean Israelite was the director. He directed a single film before this, I believe, which was pro- which was Project Almanac. And um, was it called Project? I think it was called Project something, but not Almanac. I think it's Project was it? Almanac. Yeah. What was um, it about? It was a time travel film. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, that was a movie that had some ideas in it, but was overall fairly, fairly okay. Wasn't good. Wasn't bad. It was just middle of the road. Okay. So I was like, all right, well, I mean, he didn't direct, like, Transformers, so whatever. Trailers come out, trailers come out, you know, we go and see the movie. I think, just from that time frame, I expected it to be, like, 90 minutes of dog shit, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, where it was just pointless, random, nonsensical bullshit just to get to highly over-CGI'd fight scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was the polar opposite of this that. This was the polar opposite of that. Um, I was thinking, like I said before, I, I was getting like a fan-four-stick vibe. I was expecting that, where the movie would just be 
fucking broken and on every and, level yeah and, and just you know unwatchable it wasn't like that at all there were a lot of things in the movie there there are like a lot of bumps in the road where i was just like ah, this is weird. the biggest the biggest issue that i've seen in the film out. is the uh there were some tonal inconsistencies yeah um, and, that's and that's the biggest sore thumb. Well, that's what I am thinking that this movie may have been, the tone of it may have shifted a bit in editing because there are these sort of like really over the top whimsical scenes that kind of remind me of the Max Landis movie. Um, every so 90% often, of them come at the end though. Yes. But there were a few at the beginning, like the jerking off the horse thing where it was just like, what or the cow, um, the bull would be a male horse. No, a bull wouldn't be a male horse. <laughs> Female. Fuck you, all right, I'm done. Just, all right, get over the get over the jerk off. The joke. other like there were other points where I'm just like when 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 uh Trini or Trini in this movie as they called her. She's no longer Trini, she's Trini. That was weird. Yeah, whatever. Um like why? That's just like, such an arbitrary change. But she goes home to her family and like the the tone of the film it it, it feels like uh a drama? Like a teen angst drama. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like a coming-of-age teen angst drama where they're all learning to... Uh, Deal with each other. Learning to kind of take off their masks and, you know, become friends and shit. Whatever normal people do. I don't know. Um, and her character, she was a loner who has gone from school to school. She says she moves schools every, once a year. Yeah, her friend, her, her parents like her to move schools. That way she doesn't get an attachment to anyone. Because it's very... I don't think that that was the reason. I think that she that was said that she liked defense? it that way yeah. because she she's a lesbian, yeah. um, is the thing. Which she's... got the movie banned in Russia. <laughs> well, fuck Russia so hard. Yeah. Fuck everything about Russia right now. Jesus. Um, and, and our executive branch. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so that's her whole thing. And it's it's like this very kind of dark and almost realistic storyline but then when she goes back to her parents like i would expect if i was writing this movie well, and you were like this is the character her. yes yeah but if that was going to be the way that i would have gone about it would be to have the family be really kind of just fractured and and cold to her um in some way but the way that they chose to handle it was like slapstick comedy where uh the no, mom being the cup yeah she yeah which was in the trailer the mom was like, it serves the same purpose, but tonally it's completely different, where it's just like, they're playing this for laughs, whereas you would think the rest of the movie would indicate that this would be like a serious scene, and we would Correct. see why she's so, Correct. you know, Which, miserable. although in, in the film's defense, it did get a laugh out of the audience that was there. It did. Well, act, God, the audience that we saw this movie with... It's very participatory. Oh, yeah, they fucking loved it. Like, they reacted I... strongly to every little beat that they were supposed to. Yeah, I was a little bit almost taken aback because when I was watching this movie, I was really digging it because it's, how long is the movie? Like two hours? Yeah. Like 80 minutes of those two hours is just solid character development and character moments where these people are talking to each other, getting to know one another, and you're getting to learn who these people are and how they think and the way they interact with one another. Which is not um, at all what I was expecting from a movie. Which is not at all what I was Power expecting. Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and I was really into it. Could be a somber all... character drama. Like, exactly, what? yeah. It was like a, a grounded character drama. And um and I was really into that and I was thinking like, oh my god, this audience must be dying. Like these fucking 
20 to 30 year old people and all the five-year-olds in the audience that were sitting behind us i was like they must be dying and you'd look around the theater and everyone's really into it Mm -hmm. so i i don't really know yeah i don't it's interesting because when you see something like this you got to stop and ask like who is the audience who who is this movie for and you know power rangers 95 obviously it was children it was small children the power rangers was for small children Mm -hmm. this they seem to be courting the nostalgia market where and it's also interesting that they went about it the way that they did because if i would like if i was courting the nostalgia market i think that the more sensible and the more um not sensible because that sounds like it's bad uh the the easier route would be to go the Max Landis route and just have it as a tongue-in-cheek comedy. Like appeal, 21. It's like what you see, um, things. Like, we remember this, and it was funny and over-the-top and ridiculous, and we're going to make it like that. We're going to embrace that. Yeah. They went with a very serious tone. Which um, is odd, because usually when you go for a tone like that, and it's about teenagers, it's for teenagers. Where yeah. this, I, I mean, don't you're, think you're, that it would be for them. We're, we're looking at Hollywood right now when, like, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street were successful, and they were both good. And now we're starting to get the quote-unquote knockoffs of those like we're getting a chips movie we're getting a baywatch movie and those are all that same era of television now trying to be tongue-in-cheek action comedies yeah so um and looking like they're not doing them so well i didn't see that chips movie but i don't think it's out yet i thought it was because like i went from knowing not not having any idea that that movie was even happening to thinking it was out right away i don't care yeah i don't think i've ever seen chips yeah no one gives a shit about chips um but yeah no you would think that i don't know it's interesting but again it it, it's it circles back to i guess the stranger things argument where it's like who is stranger things for well i it's because like people i think that the people that were you know most embracing it were people that are around our age but we weren't alive in the 1980s so it's not like you could watch those movies and feel a sense of nostalgia for them um, yeah, fair. I, I guess you can because you, I don't know, it's weird. But that that also doesn't work because, like, each group, like, there are three groups of people in that story. And it seems like the core demographic behind it does not really, wouldn't be able to identify with either of them because they're the kids, then they're the, like, early high school teens, and then people that are in their 40s. So it's like, we're not any of those things. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just uh, maybe the bottom line is you make a movie with a story, and that's how you should make movies. Hopefully, that um, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that, that can't be gimmicks. right. But I mean, no. I mean, I was very happy with the tone that they took. I was very happy with the way they approached it. Um, the movies, it's perfectly fine. I enjoyed it. It's a, uh, it's shot well it's directed well it's acted well the acting really surprised me because i remember hearing that they casted a bunch of nobodies and i was like what sure all right sure this is gonna be one big steaming pile of dog shit and i was really impressed with all the actors (laughs) right and that's another well i think that the actors kind of elevated the material in a big way yeah it's like Um, daisy ridley brought so much charisma to her performance as ray in star wars sure um that's really what drove the film and I think you kind of see the same thing happening here where, you know, the actors who play... Um... I think if you had, like, lesser actors, if you had somebody that was about the experience level as the original Power Rangers and they came in and did the movie, it would not be very good at all. It would come across as, yeah, really flat. Yeah. 
Um, it would just be kind of boring because the story's kind of boring. And it's the same with thing with Stranger Things. Like, the <clears throat> story there is elevated by charismatic actors. Correct. Um, and this is the exact same thing. And, I, yeah, no, I was very kind of taken aback that all of them worked really well together uh, just as an ensemble. Um, and that's really at the core of the movie what it needed to be and what it needed to succeed at because if yeah. that core dynamic of actors if that failed the movie would have been dead in the water right because thinking back like i like all of them like yeah. i liked every one of the characters and every time they were on screen i was like yeah i want to see more and so i was never bored um there wasn't anybody that really felt superfluous i was scared at the beginning because the way that they set it up with them getting the power coins is yeah just, they're just like all they're all here they're just like well we're here for no reason <laughs> we're all gonna hang out on this, this yeah this, they, they this all go to this rock, rock quarry. quarry and i get the motivation of billy and jason yeah because jason's the popular kid and he gets into trouble and billy's the not so popular kid like he has um he has, he's spectrum he's on spectrum well he's uh, autism spectrum disorder it used to be called asperger's but then they changed it because that sounds ridiculous um so yeah asd he's autistic yeah uh and he has this whole thing where him and his father used to come out to the quarry and he was always you know trying to dig and find things and so there's a motivation there right. um and then uh Kimberly... yeah, and i like the way that their relationship kind of happened um yeah it didn't feel forced it felt like a natural progression because yeah. jason like he's there's the popular a really kid, great but... scene in the beginning where he's in detention um jason because <laughs> yeah. he goes he I, they, they, I guess their senior prank or whatever, their high school prank or whatever, is they're taking a cow um, and putting it in the locker room at, like, a football game. Uh, and so he gets in trouble for that, and they start to chase him down. He goes in his car or in his dad's truck, and he ends up crashing it. Then he has to wear an ankle bracelet because he's, like, convict now. And he also has to go to detention every Saturday. And that's where the Breakfast Club thing came in. Max Landis talked about it being like Breakfast Club meets something else. And that's why I think like a lot of that kind of ended up in the movie. That's true. But here's the thing. Like his iteration of the script did not feel like Breakfast Club. No. This one didn't really... F I mean, kind of that's, that's like saying like... I, you, it's, it's like saying, you know, every superhero movie that was dark that came out after the Dark Knight. They're like, oh, it's the new Dark Knight. That's like Max Landis being like, oh, it's the new Dark Knight, and it's just the Ninja Turtles, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they end up in detention, and Billy is the, in detention as well, and he's getting bullied, and um, then Jason kind of comes up and defends him. You could explain that probably better than I can. Yeah, no, like, um, Bully, I guess, either Bulk or Skull. Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull. Bulk, I guess his name was. Yeah, uh... They start picking on Billy, and uh, Jason comes around and slaps him across the face mm -hmm. and basically tells him, like, this is going to be, like, don't bother me, and I won't bother you, and we're not going to have a problem. And yeah. by extension, don't bother this kid Billy right here. But and the, the the setup for it, though, and the way that it was edited was just really well done because um, it built up. Like, you don't expect him to really care about defending Billy, but then he does, and he's just uh, – the actor is very, very good. Um Decker Montgomery, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, or who is coincidentally going to be in the second season of Stranger Things? Yeah, he's going to be in season two. Um, playing a sociopathic character that. Uh, he's Australian, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, I could not tell. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the Pink Rangers, like English, I think. Also couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, Kimberly's there. She had a really interesting reason to be in detention. 
Okay, and all right. So the way that, that the movie starts out, like I think that the weekends of it are at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. Um, everything in the middle is great. All of the character well, development is great. The worst part. The, the 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 worst part of the film, uh, to me, I feel is the initial setup of them all getting together at the rock quarry. Once yeah. they're together, everything feels natural. Sure. But then for 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 all five of them to coincidentally be in that same like I get. Billy and Jason are there. All right, I buy it. Kimberly lives on the other side of that hill. That's pushing a little bit, but okay. Trini and Zach are there, because fuck it, why not? Because, like, Yeah, she goes there to do, like, fucking Tai Chi or something. And then he's just, he's, he sits on top of the trailer. And that's his, that's his MO. Yeah, so I don't... That was a little bit much, but... Yeah, uh, but... But Kimberly, no, we're... Like Kimberly, like, there's the scene, her whole setup is she's a popular girl. Cheerleader. Yeah. Um, so there's that scene in the bathroom with her that's in the trailer where she's talking to these two popular girls and they're like, no, fuck you. And she's like, oh man, I'm so mad, I'm gonna cut my hair. And that whole beat... That was a little like, weird. I was like, why though? <laughs> like, what is this... What does this accomplish? Maybe if it was, like, part of her arc that, like, all the pretty girls had long hair and that was their whole thing. And she's like, no, I'm going to be a rebel now. But they didn't set that up. That yeah, just happened. it just have That felt really uh, really awkward. Um, but what I really enjoyed is I thought that they are just going to be like, oh, there was a fight yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then towards the middle of the film, it loops back around and kind of explains her character. Mm-hmm. And that felt really... I guess real. I would say like that yeah, feels like a probably lot of the strongest um, arc. I think in terms of just the reality of it. Yeah, it feels like a real situation. Yeah, where her her whole arc is, um, she sends a nude picture of her friend to her boyfriend, and then she has this really good scene where she's talking about like how she realized how shitty that was of her, mm-hmm. and she realized at the moment that she was in the principal's office, and the principal had to show her friend's father the picture of her daughter and yeah i was like oh well it 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 works for me because it was her doing something really shitty and it's not like the kind of disney marvel where it's like or like even like the doctor strange thing where like oh he got into a car accident well no doctor strange actually made it work a little bit work well because he was a bad person too like with tony stark it was like he was you know he's, he's, he's smarmy but we like him yeah. Doctor Strange in that first 20 minutes of the movie, you don't like him. He's just a dick. Um, so that's that works. But with her, it's 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 more like um what I'm trying to explain is it's it's more the thing that I don't like is like the the uh Finn from Star Wars um where it's just like he has no blame at all. He just happens to be in this shitty situation, and then he gets out of it, and that's his arc. But right. He's always a good person. Mm-hmm. Like I would have liked it a lot better if he what, he like he signed up for the first order, and he was like a neo Nazi of this neo space Nazi who's just like, yeah, no, we want to bring back the empire because fuck knows why. And then he has like a crisis of conscience later. Whereas they completely you know abdicate him of any blame whatsoever because he's just kidnapped and he's never done anything wrong. Right. With um. With Billy, all these kids winding up in detention, like, Billy, you understand, like, okay, this was, you know, he has, 
it's not entirely his fault. This is just who he is, kind of. Yeah, Jason. I, like, Billy, his whole thing was he was misunderstood because he's autistic. So I don't think that he was to blame for anything that he really did. He just knows that. Yeah, Jason, um, senior prank, so you're like, whatever, I guess. Um, yeah. But Kimberly, like. Waiting. We were talking about this when we saw the trailer. Like, what was his thing? Because we see him, like, in the car crash, and then he's wearing the ankle bracelet. You're like, was he, like, a fucking drunk driver or something? Yeah, that's what we were speculating. Um,. But no, it's like senior like prank, so that whatever. Been a little much, but... Yeah, that would have been a little too dark. Um, and then Kimberly, you see that... And this is a mistake I feel a lot of teenagers make, where they don't see the consequences yeah. of what they do when they do right. stuff like this. Uh, and that was a legitimate moment, where she's like, I'm a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And Jason kind of has to back her up and be like, you're not a horrible person, you just did a horrible thing. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about this after, like, I'm really happy that they didn't try to force a romance aspect of the plot because it would have been they real... set it up and i'm shocked that they didn't yeah like, it, it would have been real easy way. for them to do it like it's it's kind of like i'm glad that they didn't set up a romance element in the force awakens yeah even though all the indicators were there they didn't do well, anything with it this it's even stronger than that like force awakens they kind of tease you but i get the impression that they're teasing you on purpose um and i think that there's probably going to be a romance in the second movie just because why not uh, unless, you know, Finn likes Rey, and Rey's just like, no, fuck you, I'm, I'm the last Jedi. They named the whole movie after me, I don't need you. Well, Jedi could be plural. Plus, you're black. And it's racist Star Wars world, we can't do that. That would piss off 4chan so bad. <laughs> Interracial, <laughs> female-driven Star Wars. Do it! Do it, Lucas, well, not Lucas, do it, Abrams. Um, It'd technically be Captain Kennedy. Do it, Kennedy. I don't care who does it. Just do it. I like to see them get triggered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, every aspect in the film worked well. Most of the aspects in the film worked well. But no, what I was saying is like they it literally they set it up and then just kind of forget about it. Because the first time that we see Kimberly, it's like it's Jason in the hallway and he's like trying to play it off like he's going to talk to her and then she blows him off. And then there's another scene later on where they're talking about like running away together, and they, they set up this whole flirtatious thing, and then it's just gone. Yeah, and then so it's almost like yeah. I think that maybe this was probably something that happened in an earlier draft of the script that got drafted out, and they just kind of had to leave those things in. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Yeah, go for it did. It, oh, I'm 100 percent yeah, glad about that because some of these, even though it. like the setup is there, it would have still felt very arbitrary. And he, like. I mean, maybe it wasn't um, a mistake. I mean, because that's true of life. Sometimes sometimes friends just hang yeah. out like that and talk. Right. Well, sometimes, like, especially in high school, like, there's somebody that you like, and then you like, then you get to know each other, and you're like, yeah, fuck it. Um, but, so, yeah, why not? But they didn't really hammer that in either. It just kind of felt like it set up and then fizzled. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what I didn't like about the movie, oddly enough, the last 20 minutes. I like the last 20 minutes by themselves. Um, but it felt like, a, like I leaned over to you in the movie. I'm like, as this is happening and they get, they get their Zords and stuff for the first time, I'm like, this feels like a fucking different movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the color scheme changes. Like, the, the first three quarters of it are very monochrome, very dark, very muted colors. Yeah. And obviously when they get the suits and they're... They're fighting and it's it's really bright and colorful and now the te- like now everything's daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of that, it is kind of like weird and I was thinking about it the entire time that like Angel Grove is now 
um, like a, a fishing small town? fishing community instead of like a West Coast super cool like San Diego type place. Yeah, it's always sunny. Like I, it, the aesthetic completely changed. Yeah, it, they made it, it really did. Um, probably because it's cheaper to film. Yeah, the film had a hundred million dollar budget, so it worked more for the tone that they were. Yeah, going for. But uh, yeah, and everyone hates that town. Mm-hmm. Like even Jason's just like, listen, it's a shitty place, but I don't want to watch it burn. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I think that the biggest trouble for me was that disconnect there. Yeah. Because there was a massive disconnect between... Well, even beyond that, and I think this had to do with the editing of it, there's just some kind of bad editing at the end, Um, it didn't feel like there was a build-up. Honestly, it kind of reminded me the editing kind of felt like Captain America Civil War, where everything was edited a little too quickly, and the frame rate was shot a little too fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, my biggest problem with Civil War was with the way that they shot it without the... The shutter speed, I think, yeah. was the problem. Yeah, and it just made it look gross and weird and made me nauseous. But uh, with this, it felt like they were building up to something, but then they never really got there. Because I think that they showed their hand too early in a couple of places. Like, the entire movie deals with them. Like, the big um, problem for them when they become the Power Rangers is they need to figure out how to morph, and they're having trouble learning to morph. Um, and when they finally do it, I feel like it should have been like, that should be like the big climax. That should be the money shot. That's, that's, it should be the rising action that gets you to the third act. And then it just wasn't because we had seen them in costume before. Like we saw it it begins with like a prologue. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a prologue. Which I, that was wacky enough for me to like enjoy it. Yeah. I thought it was Um, cool. Um, I was fine with it. Uh, the only problem is, is it kind of. Ruin the payoff. Yeah, it takes a little steam away from, you know, the the third act reveal. Can we just appreciate the fact that fucking Brian Cranston was in full makeup alien prosthetics? (laughs) It was, yeah. And delivering alien dialogue? I like... Like, that was so fucking weird. You know what I love about the alien dialogue is it's so clear that they needed you to know that it was Rita Repulsa he was talking to, so he's just like... He's he's like in this, like, alien dialect. He's like... uh, Some, 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 some. Rita... (laughs) <laughs> You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> um, um, let's but... let's go through that at the beginning though, because that beginning starts off and like, like ships are crashing down into the planet, and like the mm-hmm. fucking volcanoes are going off, and you see the Red Ranger, and he's crawling through the dirt, and he's yeah, all there's dinosaurs up, and, and the, shit. There's pterodactyls. The Yellow and... Ranger dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I was I was. Yeah, so completely like a... taken aback at the moment. Like, what the fuck is happening? It's an interesting thing because, like, it's I guess it's part of the original lore is that, like, the Power Rangers, they weren't the first Power Rangers. Like, there's always a different team coming up. Correct. There is always a different team. Um, Zordon of Eltar, I don't think it's ever stated that he's a Red Ranger at any point. He is just the being that has been there to guide the Power Rangers, and he's, sta- yeah, he's trapped in a, a four-dimensional yeah, he... state. Uh, is that what it was? Because in the '95 movie, they just break the tube, and he's a and guy. And he's in there, yeah. yeah he's just no, no, a guy in the tube. Yeah, I know. He's 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 uh he's he's trapped. He doesn't have a corporeal form. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, there were a couple throwbacks. Even in that first scene, there was uh a series called Bitey Morphin Alien Rangers, which was season three point five. It was like the twelve episode arc between Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season three and Power Rangers Zeo. Uh, and it was this plot where uh, where all the teens were turned back into children, 
and so they need to call assistance from another planet's team of Power Rangers, and so... Um, Wait, are they, like, little kid Power Rangers? Like, there's tiny little Power Rangers running around? No, no, no. Well, they were turned into kids, so they can't, oh, they can't morph, morph anymore. So Zordon... Because morphing, it's analogous to uh, puberty. Correct, yeah. And they haven't hit that age yet. Right. Um, and so Zordon uh, calls for assistance from another planet's team of Power Rangers and its aliens. And it, it honestly kind of looked like that's what they were going for. Uh, I mean, of course, the TV show is, like, 90s and shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the, the general face design, like, that kind of looked like what they were going for. Um, and then they, they were talking, like, the MacGuffin for the film is that Rita wants a Zeo crystal. Yeah. Which I don't know how familiar with the show you are, but Ooh, it was a very. it was a plot in uh, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers where the, the Rangers were trying to find the Zeo crystals. After they lost their powers, they, they found uh, a Zeo crystal that they had addressed earlier in season two, I believe it was, uh, mm-hmm. that gave them new powers. Yeah. And that's where they turned into Power Ranger Zeo, otherwise known as Choriki Sentai O-Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, the fourth season of Power Rangers, but the first time that it was indicative of a costume change. Yeah. Um, so I guess, is that foreshadowing, I suppose? I have no idea. But um, um, but yeah, it's, it's in that first scene where we see Rita is... The Green Ranger. The Green Ranger, yeah. Um, which... Everyone's been speculating for such a long time because the the green power coin is in her staff. Which, quick thing, her staff is made out of a femur and people's gold teeth, like just embedded into it. And when I saw that, I was like, "That's kinda, pretty fucked up." It's kind of fucked up, yeah. But but it's it's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're into that, I think that my biggest qualm um, with a movie that's not on like a uh, in, in, in the construction of it is if you're going to do like a hyper grounded um, like realistic quote unquote Power Rangers movie I feel like you kind of got to beef up the lore to the point where it makes sense mm-hmm. like it would be fine if it was just you know the 1995 super goofy like this is for kids fuck you no one cares <laughs> but you can't have it both ways and this kind of this movie kind of tried to have it both ways where there's just no motivation for Rita to do whatever it is she's doing. Her entire thing is just like, I want to destroy all life on the planet. We don't know why. After 10,000 um, years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Yeah. But she, we, well, we don't even get that. She's just, she's just, uh, I don't know if she like drowns and then she gets brought up in a fishing boat and uh, then comes back to life for no reason. Well, I think she was holding the power coin when she was fished up. But what was the... I don't fucking know. Like, where did she... How did she come back? Like, not how did she come back. Like, how did she get... She needed fish. Oh. That was the catalyst. The fish was the catalyst. Right. Yeah. How sure. fucked up of it was the fishing boat to put the dead fish and the dead body, like, yeah. on each other? On top of each other. I don't think they knew there was a body in there. No, because they, they called, remember, and they're like, hey, there's a body in here. There's beer in the fridge. Oh, is that how it happened? Yeah. Well interesting um yeah i don't know yeah just keep the dead body with the fish i oh, gotta cook the fish anyway you gotta clean them unless um, it's like sushi sh- fish and sushi, sushi fish sushi fish you still gotta clean sushi fish they actually fair. they freeze it some of it flash freeze yeah flash freeze it get rid of parasites but um but yeah elizabeth banks what did you think of her i thought she was great i loved her in this movie i wish she had more to do what did you think of her uh it 
felt like it clashed a little bit because she's such a cartoon she's totally character. completely different but i really enjoyed watching her performance so i'm and like not i said bitch about it i feel like it's two different movies where it's like all the power ranger stuff well it's felt and i liked it all i liked all of the power like the goofy power ranger stuff it just clashed so much with the tone of the rest of the movie yeah well i mean it a lot of the scenes set it up like a horror film where you see rita and she's like all gross That's and disgusting we need. We need the hard r version of this yeah no exactly really but like there's people. a couple scenes where it's like someone comes over to talk to her and it gives you like where this... Rita's a succubus and she like rapes people okay, like in, in um, that, right, that yellow little... ranger scene um okay. she's just like oh let's, let's, you're the girl from the team all right let's pull it back a little i'm bit. going to fist you in the let's, butt okay we're gonna pull it back just a little bit tyler um that's why tyler wasn't given this movie but uh but no there's a scene where she's trying I didn't to ask for this movie <laughs> she's yeah but you would have taken it oh god yeah but uh there's a scene where she's trying to get gold and someone comes over and she realizes she has gold or that person has gold teeth so there's a it shows the silhouette of her like reaching her hand into his mouth and like ripping it out and it's real cool it's like stop motion and it's very like jerky and creepy yeah it's pretty awesome um but then you also you're reminded all oh, right this movie's like pg-13 yeah so it's not gonna go all the way yeah um, but I was kind of, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna take it back. I'm not really surprised seeing what they can get away with after watching a movie like Kong Skull Island, where that's also PG-13 and people get straight up impaled in that film. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot that you could do with a PG-13 um, because the MPAA is just it's bullshit. It's complete bullshit, and there's no rhyme or reason to how anything gets rated. But. Uh, yeah, my biggest problem with Rita, though, is just that... It doesn't fit? It, it doesn't necessarily... Yeah, not necessarily doesn't even just fit. It's like, there's not enough of it. Like, she has no motivation. We don't ever really get to know her. Um, she just kind of... She seems more like a... Just like a creepy monster of the week than she does, like, the main antagonist in this universe. You were saying that's probably because she doesn't have a henchman to communicate i would have with. liked because like some of my favorite stuff in power rangers was just rita like bantering with the henchmen and being all goofy i have a like, headache yeah those were some of the best parts because they're just fucking hilarious like hilariously bad but um you know what's really funny like, like goldar I, in this it, can i just say like it's it's great that since they use the stock footage from super sentai you can dub over all the ranger stuff when they're in the suits because you're not seeing any mountains move but they've dubbed over um Bandora, the mm -hmm. evil witch in space. Right. It dubbed over her lines, mm -hmm. but they didn't even fucking try to make the lips no, match no. up. So no. it's completely off when she's talking. Yeah, it's, great. it's pretty great. And it's it's so dis not not only just in the mouth movements. It's so disconnected from her body language. It just it seems like they're being bad on purpose, and that's why I love it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she didn't really. I would like. No, it's, I loved. It's, it's when... not bad on purpose. It's it was just cheaper. Yeah. So I liked all of her scenes. Like she goes, her whole thing is she's looking for gold so she could create this robot, which is called Goldar, but it isn't really Goldar because he's not a space monkey um, with wings. Ifosa. But uh, he's just he's this stupid like. That's what I hated when I when they released the images of like the Goldar toy. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like Thor, isn't it? This, yeah. la this, this last 15 like minutes Thor. is just going to be that scene from Thor where he's got a big stupid robot. And destroying a small town. And that's exactly what it was. Um, but then going back to like where they didn't really establish the lore of it quite enough, uh, where, I was, where I felt satisfied narratively. 
like the Zords, we didn't really know what the hell they were. They were just robots. Yeah, they kind of looked surprised when they combined. Yeah. Like Rita looked surprised. Well, yeah, Rita did. Um, there's when they combine into the Megazord, they never establish that at all in the movie. They never say the word Megazord. They even have like a scene where Billy is kind of like naming it, which is fine. But we should at least know that they're supposed to come together. Like, why would they know? Why would they even think to try to do that? I don't think they did. I think that was an <laughs> accident. Just yeah. But I feel like the Zord mythology of it, and I don't know that there is any fucking mythology in the original show. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I think that if you're going to do like this gritty, grounded version of the Power Rangers, you kind of have to establish that just as a narrative. They can't just be robots. You have to be well, like, it's because like I didn't I know that... what the hell they were in terms of like. I knew that the black one was a mastodon and the red one is a tyrannosaurus and yeah, everything. Okay, so when did simply because have I knew six it. Legs? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I only knew that because of the old show. Like, if I had just been seeing this for the first time, I would have no idea that they had, like, corresponding with specific dinosaurs or something. Um, that just kind of happened. And it was the same with, like, introducing the Zords at first. Like, inst- it should be a really big reveal um, where I don't think that they should have told them about the Zords to begin with. I think that should have been a surprise and, like, well, narratively I, I it should like have been something scene... that they had to earn where it's like okay I, I, now that you're ready i could show you this well i like the scene Whereas where they're just, just like, like you're, you're t- you've been having a little rough so i'm gonna show you something that's gonna cheer you up and yeah. they just show them the zords and they're this there and i'm like oh that's pretty cool and then zach takes one out for a spin mm-hmm. um and that's where that loses steam because at the end when they're all in the zords and there's this really awesome moment where they're playing the power rangers theme song that's mixed poorly into the soundtrack because it sounds yeah like, that came out of it nowhere. sounds like it's too low well, no, I, I don't even mean... Um, and they use the movie version, aesthetically. too. Yeah, I don't even mean aesthetically, although it was aesthetically weird because it was out of nowhere. But it and should have the, been, like, blaring over the soundtrack, and you should be pumped. I just, I kind of well, had to, like, well, here's sound the thing and, like, too, wait, like, are they playing the Power Rangers? Weird. Well, well the, movie, the movie has this kind of over, over-present Stranger Things theme to it. Like when the Power Rangers are revealed, when they come out and they're walking in slow motion of the thing, you have that like, like it's yeah, and they're it's morphing. They play, they play the Stranger, the Stranger Things, Things soundtrack. Song. Um, it's like and it's, not even the sound; it's the main theme. I'm pretty sure that they just downloaded it on iTunes and hope <laughs> nobody would notice. Um, and and that was cool, but it it didn't really feel like it was the most fitting thing. And we sat through the end credits, and they have a new remixed version of the original instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why was this not used in the movie? Yeah. Like, I like that synth score soundtrack, but, like, it, well, it, it wasn't really appropriate for this. Yeah. There was also a moment that they, like, literally, they just took from Stranger Things and added a slightly different song. Um, where, spoilers, I guess... If you're still listening to this and you're worried about spoilers, fuck you, because we've talked about the entire movie. Where the Blue Ranger dies, Billy dies, quote-unquote. No, he really dies. He, he really does die. Um, but as they're, like, That was hilarious, water, though. It's like, oh, Zoran's going to lose respect for me if I let one live, if I let all of you live. Mm-hmm. Well, there's this uh, scene when that happens, when the, and they're taking him back, and it's all super emotional. And they're playing this cover of the song Stand By Me. As it's covered by somebody else, I don't know who did the song, um, but it's it's like really dramatic, really emotional. And I was like, oh, this is literally that scene from Stranger scene Things where they pull Will Byers, Will Byers out, of the, out of the thing and it's playing Heroes, which was that scene made me cry. Um, and I knew that he was going to come back. I was like, 
he's not really dead. I was just like, oh, Bowie died a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they're playing this song. Ah, but yeah, no, they, did, they they completely lifted that scene from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, let's talk about that product placement. <laughs> yeah, so this movie was completely uh, financed by Krispy Kreme. It's one long Krispy Kreme commercial. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> people always shit on Zack Snyder for absurd product placement, and it's it's true that it's a huge problem of his. But I remember the Half in the Bags guys well, like, you see, made a joke about... Turkish Airlines is a quality product, right? and Batman v Superman <laughs> is a quality, is a product. quality product. So... Ergo, it belongs in the fucking movie. Uh, which I'm fine with product placement because, uh, well, Listen, that I, I, that notwithstanding, I, <laughs> Zack Snyder's other argument, he's just like, well, there are these brands in the real world. Why shouldn't they be in the fake world? And yeah, I'm like, but, I'm fine with okay, that Okay, but that, considering that, you shouldn't awkwardly stage a fight scene in front of a Sears logo. Yeah. And that's where it gets weird. But it's only weird in like this metatextual way or metacontextual way where it's like this doesn't usually happen in movies and the fact that it's happening right now is what's distracting. Well, here's um, the thing. If it, this was in real life, you wouldn't is... be distracted by the fact that like some guy's getting stabbed outside of a Dunkin' Donuts. That wouldn't matter. What would matter is the guy's getting stabbed. You wouldn't even see the Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? Well, what, what wouldn't matter is until like they pan inside the – or the guy walks out. He's like, Dunkin' Donuts, it's the best donut on the planet, and then walks out and then gets stabbed. Yeah. Like Then it feels awkward and forced. Right. Um, the only product placement scene that I can remember of recent times – that I remember going, that was hilarious, effective, and it works because now I want it, um, was the scene in Kingsman the Secret Service. Sure, yeah, where, where, they, where they did the McDonald's. Where they did the McDonald's and the, the wine. Like, mm -hmm. that was funny. Um, yeah, and it was well this, done. Like, it, yeah. it didn't feel gratuitous because it was so Played fucking funny. Like, yeah. it was just like, this guy, he's a big fancy man and they're eating Big Macs. Yeah. That's not a thing that normally happens. But, so it was uh, funny, get it? Well, actually, yeah, no, I did he, really want a Big Mac uh, after that. He too. had two double cheeseburgers with secret sauce. Yeah, and then oh, yeah. And the Big Mac. Colin Firth had the Big Mac. Yeah. Um, what, what, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the line saying it's it's annoying because of how prevalent it is in Power Rangers, but also it feels like something from the Landis script where it yes, is. Yes, it feels like it was pulled completely from that version of the script. Which I guess it works with the tone for the last twenty minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. But that tone still doesn't work with the first hour and a half of the film. Yeah. So I don't know what my stance is here. But this, yeah. Because, like, no, because going back to, like, Man of Steel, when they made the joke, uh, the half in the bad guys made the joke about, like, oh, fucking um, IHOP played a role in the plot of the movie. <laughs> no, legit. Krispy yeah. Kreme was the no, main No, this plot was, point. like, it was, this, it dwarfed that by comparison. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where Rita Repulsa goes into a Krispy Kreme and takes eating a the donut donuts and like very <laughs> commercially like just takes a tiny little cute bite and you're like mm, eating a donut and it's Rita Repulsa eating Krispy Kreme donut for no reason and partially that's hilarious but again <laughs> yeah I don't know if I if I'm laughing at the fact that this is gratuitous or if I'm laughing at it because I don't know if I'm laughing with it or laughing at it yeah. Um, it's like, I, you didn't see the Transformers movies, but there's that scene no. in the fourth one where Mark Wahlberg 
crashes an alien ship into a big thing of Bud Light. Yeah. Reaches down, like, pops one open and chugs a thing of Bud Light on screen like it's a fucking commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that's one of those things, like, that's a point where you're definitely la- laughing at the movie. But this one, you're like, I don't know if the movie's in... Well, the movie's obviously intending it to be funny, but it's so gratuitous. You're like, you've passed the line of just being, oh, the most important thing to the survival of mankind yeah. is Krispy Kreme, which... Right. Which it would be. I can, I, can, I can get on board with that. But it's also like, it's too heavy-handed. Right. But, but there are little jokes like where they're just like, it's a special place. And he's like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a special place. <laughs> Um, so it's it does feel like the movie's aware that this is absurd, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, it does stand out. But in these last 20 minutes of the movie, everything is so over the top where I'm just like, I kind of, I, I, for, I can forgive it. My biggest problem with the last 20 minutes is just the way that it's edited. There's, it's just, there's no actual buildup. It just seems so sloppy. Um, like... I, I could barely make out what the fuck was going on in the fight. And then, like, the thing with the Megazord where, like, they didn't know that and Rita didn't know that either because she's shocked as it's coming out of the ground. Yeah. You know, I was... There's another thing, too. Like, I was... I was thinking she has Goldar, this giant monster that pulls the thing out of the Zeo crystal out of the ground and it kills the planet. Hmm. Um, but I'm also thinking, like... So, if she's also a ranger, she also has a Zord. And if she also has a Zord, yeah, and she's well, the she Green Ranger, have dragon it would have been the Dragon Zord. Where is it? I don't know. So, uh... Plot hole, motherfuckers. Yeah. I was also a little bummed that... It, it showed the rangers. I guess there's a consistency in the design where she's just green, but she looks like all the other ones. I'm like, ah, it would have been cool if you had the dragon shield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been neat. But then it would have been like she would have been too important. You didn't. You wanted to make it seem like she was just a member One of the of team them? Yeah. who took them by surprise. Um, Fair, but fucking, I swear to God, if you make a second film, which the film overperformed this weekend, yeah. Um, if you make a second film and you do put a Green Ranger, oh, they're definitely in there, making a second film. Give it the fucking Dragon Shield. Yeah, maybe they will. They'll find a way. Um, they name drop Tommy Oliver, who I still think is going to be a lady. Apparently, the cast wants it to be a lady. Um, and they've been saying that. I guess there's no reason why it couldn't be, because Tommy could be a girl's name, like T O M I. Yeah. Like Tommy Lauren, who just got fired from Glenn Beck's network for saying that maybe being pro-choice doesn't make you a literal Nazi. <laughs> you know, like like you do. Like, like you, you do. voice your opinion. Right. But. That's right. I, yeah. I still laugh at um, people, like, Power Rangers. Yeah. I think, I think, honestly, I think this was the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. This was as good as it's going to get not in like a negative I don't know. way i think it could have been better because like i think that you could have fixed all of these minor flaws that it had you and i also think that you this isn't but the also... only way that you could have gone about it and made a really good movie like i think that if they did the 21 jump street and it was just really really well done and witty um that would have worked too right but you also have to take in consideration this is power rangers like we didn't expect it to be good right based right, on right. that fact so yeah and and yeah that kind of meta way it's like well, it, it's not the best that it could possibly be. It's just so much better than what we were expecting. And I enjoyed I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Kong Skull Island, and mm-hmm. I had a fun time with Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I it's heard another you movie with flaws. But... Off to it, because you like big monkeys. And I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so Power Rangers. Pass, fail? See it? Don't see it? What do you think? Pass. I give it a strong B. Okay. I'd say a solid C+. Plus. Sure. C+, plus, B-, minus, minus, maybe. Yeah, I'd say probably around a B-, minus, but like a strong do you, B-. Do minus. you think that your opinion is influenced because of the nostalgia factor? Possibly. Like, I think that if it were something like Transformers, which I have no connection to whatsoever, maybe I would have been less forgiving of some of the flaws. But at the same time, it's just like that... The, the second act of the movie is just so strong that I'm able to overlook the other flaws. And, like, I... If this was something that I was really married to the the idea of the Power Rangers, I would be like, no, they got stuff wrong, or they, they're changing stuff. But this, to me, it's like, no, I, I, I kind of like the stuff that wasn't the Power Rangers more than anything else in the Power movie. Yeah. yeah, like we were saying, like I like the character drama more than I like the fight scene. Yeah, I got it. Like I really, I can't give the cast enough credit. I think they really did elevate the material in a really big way because I liked every one of them, and I liked the way that they worked with each other. I liked the chemistry that they had. So it's good. And that's what you need to learn, Hollywood. It's not about gimmicks. Get charismatic actors that can... Work with material. Work with material. And stop putting Megan Fox in movies. That's all I'm saying. Also stop hiring Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Also stop trying to make American Godzilla a thing. If you're going to do it, make it a monster movie instead of a disaster movie. That's the biggest problem. These American Godzilla movies, know, they're always disaster Shin movies. you Godzilla, right? Mm-hmm. That was a disaster movie. Mm, yeah. That worked really well. I love that movie. 2014 Godzilla. What the fuck was that? I like. I liked it, but it's so, so okay. Japanese. Can, can, we just, um, can we just acknowledge the fact that so Brian Cranston's in Power Rangers, right? Yeah. Um, he was in the original Power Rangers. He, he was. He did, he did a couple voices. of voices. You um, know, that's the one thing. Like, I liked Bill Hader as Alpha 5 in this movie. I thought he was fine. Um, I really kind of wish that they just brought Richard Horowitz back because he's still around, and there's no reason that they couldn't. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, it wouldn't really have... Like, that version of Alpha, I guess it wouldn't have really fit what they were doing with this one because Alpha's kind of like... I don't know. It's hard to describe. He's not like a bumbling idiot in this one. You know, you know what the problem is? Like, every other, like... Power Rangers There's, fan. I didn't really like that scene in the beginning where he's just kind of kicking their asses. Yeah, no, that was that was great. When it first shows up, it's like a fucking monster yeah. movie, and like they're all running away, and he's just like dragging them yeah, down the hallways. These, like, claws That's that pretty shoot cool. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like there are a lot of really cool things here. I I was talking to another Power Rangers fan, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, the Alpha Five design stupid, right?" And I'm like. And I had to be like, buddy, oh, I like it's Alpha always been bad. I mean, it's always been a little bit dumb, but no, so, I like it because this was like a like a '50s sci-fi thing. I didn't like the design of Zordon in the in the pin art thing. Eh. I mean, it didn't really. It like, doesn't bother me. Take me out of it, but if I was, if I had to pick a fault with the way that they designed these characters, it was like, yeah, that could have been cooler. So I have it a just ma- it made me think of Man of Steel so much with like the little because like all of their their commu- the computer communication was also yeah. pen art. Yeah. Um, they communicate through a little thing from Spencer Gifts. So what do you think about Brian Cranston in this film? Because we didn't address that. Um, He's fine, but... You think he did this because he owed someone a favor at Saban? I don't know. I think he's just like... I, I kind of think that he's over being like a big star. I think that Breaking Bad... You think Bad, he just wants to be in movies now? I think he just, you know, he's probably... Because he's, he's... I mean, he's not old, but he's older. Um... 
I, I feel like he's probably like, I want to spend time with my family. I'll do like movies where I have to shoot for three, four weeks at a time. And uh, that'll be that. Um, I don't think that he's like really hooked on the idea of being a movie star at this point in his career. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he's doing passion projects. He does like a lot of Broadway stuff. He does, he did this. I don't think that this was a passion project. Maybe he did owe, owe somebody something. Maybe he knew somebody at Saban where he was still had an attachment, but uh, I, don't, I don't think he was like forced into it. Why? What's your what's your thing? No, I feel like I I think this was a small role that he could have done in a couple weeks, and he. I yeah, think I guess I guess, he, I guess he knew that it would bring the project more validity than it would have normally, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I th- would imagine someone at Saban was like, "Hey, could you help us out?" I like this a hell of a lot better than his role in Godzilla. Like I thought he was great in Godzilla, but you kill him in five minutes, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" This movie's four this hours. This movie long, sucks now. And now I have no interest in watching the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I like Brian Cranston. I yeah. appreciated the fact that we get to try to see him speak an alien dialogue, and I'm like, this is an Emmy Award-winning actor. It was an interesting interpretation of Zordon in that he was kind of a dick. Um, whereas Zordon, to me, is like, you know, he's just... Well, he did feel like the, the, utiliza- the utilization of the character I was waiting for, worked. like, it almost... For the first two-thirds of the movie, I was waiting for, like, almost, like, a betrayal. Like... Well, they kind of set it up where he's yeah. like, he's only doing this. So he could get out, right? Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, well, you know, but then who cares? Then you just go and not be Power Rangers. I didn't get, like, the impression that if he came back, like, one of them had to die or something. That would have been... Um, that's more of what I was kind of expecting. Like, he was, like, a double cross mm. at somewhere. He's going to betray them. Um, that wasn't really a betrayal. He just wasn't really being... Completely honest. true. Yeah. yeah honest with himself yeah but that also brings me back to it like i really liked dacre montgomery in this because he he was his arc was very like the writing of it was whatever but his portrayal of it was really really strong like becoming the leader that he was supposed to be um where it did feel like he was a flawed person Mm -hmm. and it did feel like it was difficult for him to like embrace this role and then when you you do it's satisfying when he finally does and it doesn't seem cheesy or like ham-fisted yeah it doesn't seem fake it seems like he's learning yeah yeah it seems like it's a god it's a character having an arc yeah and for fuck's sake godzilla (laughs) how come you didn't do that there right yeah like who who who's there in taylor johnson at the end of the movie, um, and how is it different than who he was at the beginning of the movie? There's, there's nothing there. You don't nothing understand. That movie. I'm the best EOD expert in the military. I'm, I'm really surprised that that movie, like, it's it's still pretty well received. But to me, it's just, it's so boring. Like, yeah, it's, it's really it's flat. It's real flat. That's, and that's what Power Rangers could have been, again, if the cast wasn't as strong as it was. If yeah. you had fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson playing the Red yeah, Ranger, as, as, yeah, the movie would have like failed. Yeah. Horrendously. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you had a really flat wooden actor. Um, which is not to say that Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Like, I, I hear he's really good in Nowhere Boy, and I loved him in Kick-Ass. But, like, yeah, the Godzilla and then... Um, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. It just felt Kick-Ass like he didn't too. care. Like, he was just like, okay, I'm doing this movie for a paycheck. Uh, that's what it... He, he just... He was so one-dimensional. Maybe, and, you know, sometimes I can't even blame him, because, like, we saw oh, Rogue One saying, like, and Gareth Edwards as a director. Like, it's very apparent he cannot work Yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's actually a good point, too, because Rogue One, we never released our episode about that. Maybe I will eventually. Who cares? Yeah, fuck that movie. Um, yeah, where it's just, like, everybody feels kind of flat. Bored, bland. Mm-hmm. 
empty, hollow. Yeah, it's like there's stoic. just like stoic is a good word. Like it's very kind of emotionless and cold. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I would I would recommend it. I and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. it was much better than I had initially anticipated that it would be. So right, good on you, Dean Israelite. Good on you, Saban, Brands. Good on. Dacry, Montgomery, and the entire cast. Dacry. Dacry. Is that what we're calling him now? Dacry. <clears throat> I think it's Daker or Dacker. Dacker. But Dacry is like a girly drink. You're a girly drink. I don't think um, that's true. Becky G. Yeah, every, everyone in the cast did a great job. Good job. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Dacre, Montgomery, and Stranger Things. This was like a really long, drawn-out audition process uh, for me in judging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. Um, Logan. Let's talk about Logan, because we didn't talk about Logan yet. We did not talk about Logan. We talked about it for a little um, bit, because we got places to be. But Let's just say it's great. Oh, man, I fucking loved it. It's fantastic. I might say that it might be the best film that I've seen so far this year. Oh, easily for me. Um, but I haven't what seen very many films this year. year. Um yeah, not much. All right. Yeah, best film so far this year. Yeah. Uh, I really loved it. It is far and above the best X-Men movie. Um, By a substantial margin. Yeah. Uh, um, I, and I love Deadpool, too. It made me sad. But... Yeah, I don't really consider Deadpool an X-Men movie. Technically, it is. But I, I love Deadpool, and I love... That's its own thing to me. Okay, so there are ten X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. I love Deadpool. I love X-Men First Class. All the other ones, it's a variation between you can go fuck yourself, and this is acceptable. Yeah, um, that's... I think, I, for me, most of them are like, yeah, they're acceptable. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's a spectrum there. Yeah. So uh, for them to have ten movies, I mean, we got to understand that X-Men is coming from a place where it came out in what? Early 2000s? It was like early the 2000s? first of the big superhero movies that kicked it off was. Like, like, that it kind came of never-ending trend. Spider-Man, yeah. right? Uh, and so you have to acknowledge that it does come from this place where it's a very early 2000s kind of mindset. Matrix leather was popular, suits. so everything's going to be leather. Like, we're going to bring the scale down. Everything. It was before they were comfortable enough to put these characters in their costumes. It was before they were comfortable enough to give these films a budget. Uh, X-Men, the first one, probably, like, by today's standards, didn't have a huge budget. But for back then, it wasn't... I don't think it was, like, a cheap movie. But so, this this franchise has been going on for 17 years now, and we are on it's, its It's crazy to think about. Film, like, like, including Deadpool, I believe there's 10 films. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's, of the ten, I like, I, I love Deadpool. Uh-huh. It's a very enjoyable film, but there's nothing in that material to really be great or profound. Um, yeah. I like X Men First Class. It's a very fun. It's the most competently directed of the all the X Men films. I feel, um, but I love Logan because it's just such a great deconstruction of the superhero character on ways that I feel we haven't really seen in a long time. Well, here's the thing that I love about it, and it, 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 it validates a lot of my bitching about how people, when they're talking about like the Marvel versus DC thing, where they're like, oh, DC's just too dark, they need to stop being so dark. I'm like, no, fuck you. The DC movies aren't good. Um, but the darkness of it isn't the problem. Yeah, the it's, problem it's, it's is not that problem it's not tone. It's a problem constructed with the competency. well. Yeah. Yeah. This was a very dark film. This didn't have a lot of quips in it. This didn't have like the like the bullshit no stakes. Like we're not allowed to have stakes in a superhero movie. The closest thing to having any like 
uh, impact is we'll shoot a big blue laser into the sky and punch a bunch of CGI and robots. And someone may get slightly injured that they'll recover from by the next film. Yeah. Yeah. They'll pretend to kill somebody. This, what I loved about this movie was it felt like like a mid-90s kind of um, Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, like real just, I don't, I don't want to call it dark, but just violent and 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 mean at points. But also taking into consideration, it doesn't have the same overzealous tone that mm-hmm. a Robert Rodriguez or a Tarantino film would have. This felt like... Yeah, it was a lot more restrained than those kind of things, but... It felt like a Western movie. Is yeah. A, is the, it's like a, the yeah, closest it's a thing I can hearken it to. It's a trip movie. Yeah. Um, I loved every single person in this movie a lot. Like yeah, everyone was great. Holy shit. Well, because it really makes me sad that this is the last... Uh, Hugh Jackman movie because he's been, you know, playing well, this character for 17 years. And However, I don't feel like we've, until now, actually saw Wolverine be Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's just hacking people up and putting claws through. God, there's just scenes where he's putting his claws up through somebody's head. It opens, and like the first thing he's, the first word is just like, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I was like, Oh my, just in that moment, I was like, you nailed it. Like, that's Wolverine. Wolverine is his whole thing is he's like, I'm the best at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. Yeah, and um, his whole thing at this point is he's now tired of doing that. Yeah. Uh, and so it starts off he's like they have guns and he's like guys I don't I don't want to do don't this feel like it. I don't feel like and it and yeah he's in Mexico don't shoot the car they shoot him and he falls down and then he just gets back up and <laughs> literally cuts them to pieces I was like oh this is so great um, but beyond all that there's a very emotional and very impactful story yeah uh, it's it's taking the superhero character and bringing it down to its basis terms of because this film has stakes. Granted, the stakes are intimate, yeah. but it has stakes. I mean, it's it's oh, really it a question in of fucking spades in spades, yeah. Above it, it, something it, like the MCU, yeah, and it, it has to ask that question: like, what motivates someone to be a hero, mm-hmm. and how do they deal with that? Right. And this movie does it so spectacularly. Right. Um. It's just it's fantastic. It's fantastic in every regard, and I'm, I was, I was excited for Logan, but I was really surprised at just how good it was yeah i was looking forward to it because i knew it was you know different it's the, it was an gonna be r-rated different. wolverine movie and i was like just based on that alone um was enough to get me in the door however it was very different it was a very different take on the x-men where it's just like everything is so hopeless and that's like you know we were when we did talk about on this unreleased episode where of uh we were talking about rogue one um it was like this is kind of too dark for where we are as a country right now with all of this this nonsense that's going on, um, and everything just kind of feels like a waking nightmare already. I don't need that in a movie. Well, this was that too, but I didn't like feel I, like it felt more earnest. It, it just, felt sincere in its yeah. efforts. It didn't feel. So forced. I was like, it 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 was more compelling to me. It was emotionally compelling to me. Like I went on a fucking journey through this movie and god i loved it so much um this is like we need to f- this is like oh god i wish this is what the bad the fucking batman movie was gonna be but now we don't even know that there's gonna be a batman movie anymore now we don't even know there's gonna be a batman in the future 
you know, we made a joke like that ended up being really tasteless later on <laughs> last, last episode where I was like, if I was Ben Affleck, I would just quit and sit under a tree and drink a lot of booze. And then like all this shit gotta, went down. I'm going to stress this guys. This was before the news came out that he was like considering uh, leaving the role. Well, considering leaving the role and also that he was checking into rehab for alcohol abuse. Like that, I didn't know. That was just a joke. I was that was really more of a joke on me. Whereas, like, if I was him, I would just be drinking all the time. Um, but uh, so that that ended up kind of biting me in the ass. Anyway, you insensitive fuck. But that's what I want to see because we have this like older Batman now who's kind of like done with it, who's who's over it, and you could have that same thing where it's just like that's what I would have liked to see from Batman v Superman whereas like that was grimdark but it was it it was ham-fisted grimdark where it was just like yeah these things are happening but I don't feel like it's connected to anything it's just being violent for the sake of being violent mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a really and you know strong an, character connection yeah there there's it's not a very character driven film it's just action and explosion driven because that's what Zack Snyder does uh, and he does that well but you know he's not He's he's not a very emotional storyteller. Um, this like I would like to see Batman going on that journey where you would like have Robin's dead. Um, uh, 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 he's no longer working with Commissioner Gordon. He's like he's just he's out of it. He's now this fucking violent person, and he's kind of crossed the line. And now we have to see whatever it is to wake him up and make him realize uh, that that's not who he is. Like we'll have a little girl Batman with uh, knives in her feet. I don't. I don't think that's exactly what you're going for, but I see your point. Yeah. You want it to be a journey of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I can't praise Logan enough. It was great in every capacity. It's sad to see Patrick Stewart and uh, Hugh Jackman leaving these roles, and you know Gene Hackman leaving these roles. Uh, I think, no, Gene, Gene Hackman's not. And okay. Um. Anyways. Uh. It, I was initially a little frustrated at the single thought that we finally have an on-screen Deadpool, mm-hmm. and he's perfect. Yeah. And just as we're getting Deadpool, Hugh Jackman is leaving being Wolverine. Like, right. and initially I was frustrated at that, but having seen Logan, I've not only accepted it, but I've, I'm actually happy mm-hmm. because since Logan was such a satisfying conclusion to the character. I don't want Hugh Jackman's send-off to go to waste. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see Wolverine again. Yeah. Because his send-off was so beautiful, I don't want that to yeah, be yeah, yeah. completely invalidated. Mm-hmm. So. No, I get it. Yeah, I understand that, and I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I just, I wish that we got to that point. Like, I wish that we got to a real Wolverine point sooner than his last movie. You know yeah. I mean? And he was always we, very we good finally, in the role. It was yeah, never his fault. It was just... The material. Know, PG-13 movies, there's not a whole lot that you could do with it. And I think that, especially the earlier X-Men, they were kind of still figuring out how the genre works. Yeah. Um, But we finally have a Wolverine movie that is befitting of Hugh Jackman's portrayal of the character. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, his his competency Fucking took us 17 years, but we did it. (laughs) Like, well, him and Patrick Stewart, I mean, Patrick Stewart's like one of the best fucking actors in the world. Um... To see them actually get, like, really strong material playing these characters 
for the first time, and I'm not trying to shit on the other X Men movies. I'm just saying that they're uh, kind you're of you're kind of shitting on the other X Men movies slightly. But like, well, I'm not saying that the other movies had to be that. Like they were what they were supposed to be. Like they were never trying. It's not like they were aiming for something spectacular and failed. They were just like, well, it's, it's we're a, gonna aim it's from an the action road. movie that we're you know marketing to the widest audience possible. Um. So it was good to see them have that material. And God, it was fucking heartbreaking to see like Professor X. Like, and it's one of those things that you never really think about. I didn't read the Old Man Logan comic, so I don't know if that's a thing from there. It's different. Um, yeah, I heard it's, it's very different. And from what I've heard, there's Hawkeye's like, in it. Yeah, yeah. Why is Hawkeye still alive? Isn't it like fifty years in the future? I don't know. He's old. Oh, okay. Is Hawkeye like thirteen in the Marvel universe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you, um, know, you know, there there was a point that was brought up to me, like in terms of the timeline of this film, because this movie happens in twenty twenty nine, right? Oh, the X Men timeline is so fucked. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's so fucked up. But here's the thing. Uh, so, no, Logan... what the hell Trump did that uh, Canada is now taking political Authority. refugees from yeah. from America. Um, what was I saying? But okay, so Wolverine, in according to X Men Origins, Wolverine the movie, he mm-hmm. was born slightly before the Civil War. Yeah, which means by the time he's in Logan, he's about one hundred and fifty years old. Sure. And the question arose where, well, how long would he have lived if he didn't get adamantium laced throughout his entire skeleton? Well, I thought that was, like, the point of the movie, wasn't Yeah, because that's what was killing him. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you think, like, well, shit, they, they installed the adamantium into uh, X-23 when she was, like, eight years old. Isn't, like, because I brought this up online to somebody, and I think that they were saying that somewhere in the movie, and I don't even know if this is real, but this is the way, this is what they said, was that she only had the adamantium in her actual claws. Like, because, like, if you put... Did they? If he has a full adamantium exoskeleton, or if she does, how the how fuck she is grow? she supposed to grow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, I think that they were saying that somewhere along the lines they dropped that line in there. Because she's much older in the comics. Right? Oh, yeah, she's, she's in, like, her mid-20s. Yeah. And she's a hooker when they introduce her. Not a hooker in this. No, no. I know you were disappointed in that I was fact. Very disappointed. But um, the, <laughs> act, like, the actress did a great job. Oh, she's so she fucking great. Fantastic. Um, her name is Daphne Keene. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, like just as this murderous little girl. Um, I don't know. That's a trope in movies that I like because I also like Kick-Ass for that reason. And she's Eleven. Like this little kid, yeah. Eleven's less the, murderous. She's more the, sad the kid about and it. Looper. But I do like. <laughs> was hilarious <laughs> so it has to be a little girl. if it's a little boy it's just stupid if it's a little girl it's acceptable um i loved looper and i just but that there's this scene and the way that they shot it with his face like in slow motion um and it just looks so ridiculous oh and looper They're, yeah 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 and the guy just fucking explodes yeah. and then the music that they chose for that scene was a little bit silly too so i just well all the audio like cuts out intentionally funny moment yeah yeah anyway um, yeah, no, she was great. Uh, I like the character a lot. I like the way that Hugh Jackman was able to play off the character a lot. I like this whole iteration of Professor X now having, like, a, like he's getting older and he can't really control his powers anymore. Well, it's like, that's what I was saying, is, like, you have this powerful mutant who who's a, whose entire ability is to control other people's minds. What happens when he has, like, fucking Alzheimer's or a neurodegenerative kind of disease He's gonna fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if he can no longer control his powers, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if you're watching that show. And then you realize, Stryker did nothing wrong. 
Wait, what? The mutants all needed to be killed, is what I'm saying. Oh. Because they were a problem. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't that Stryker's kid in the movie, who is the doctor in charge of everything? Yeah. Wasn't his kid also a mutant? I don't know. Because that was the whole thing where his son was a mutant in X-Men Origins Wolverine and in X-Men 2, X-Men United. Okay. Um, where his son was the one that was controlling Professor X through the, the serum and his... This, whatever. His Fuck son... Oh, uh, no. No, I'm thinking of X-Men 3. That, that, that like, scene was, was great, though. It's like, you knew was... my father. I was like, I think I might have killed him. Yeah, yeah. You did. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're watching that show FX Legion. No, no, no. I need to check it out. Everybody's, like, talking about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, I would probably say it's... It's got a similar thing where, like, it's dealing with, like, mutant powers and... Uh... Mental, like health mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's it addresses mental health issues in the same capacity that Jessica Jones addressed rape as an issue. Sure. Um, Interesting. It's fantastic, and I would put it up there with Jessica Jones as being one of the best things to come out of Marvel TV, mm-hmm. which is not even coming out of Mar- Marvel TV. The guy who created the Fargo series is the creator of Legion, which is fucking weird. Um, All right, so yeah, this wouldn't be connected to... It's... I don't know. There's some conflicting reports. Like, the showrunner came out and said, like, no, it's not connected at all. And then someone asked Brian Singer, and Brian Singer was like, oh, yeah, of course it's connected. Well, connected to the X-Men movies. Yeah. And I'm not connected to the MCU. Yeah, correct. Um, but, uh... Gotta remember, there are a lot of people that don't even know that. Yeah, but... Those but people like, are stupid. But, like, Dan Stevens is in it, and he's fantastic. But that show even addresses the fact, like, oh, you have this person who's a psychic, and his entire life he's been like, I've... I'm hearing voices, like, what do I do? And people immediately go, oh, well, you're a paranoid schizophrenic, so we're going to medicate you and put you in a mental hospital. Um, He's like, no, I just have superpowers. Yeah, and... Maybe of schizophrenia course, is a superpower. And, and then at that point, you're like, okay, so he's definitely crazy. Um, but then it kind of addresses the issue. is like, well, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. He could have psychic powers and also be That's crazy. True. That's interesting. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you have mutants who are also schizophrenics? Yeah, so it's it's great. I would definitely say check out Legion. It's it's fantastic. It's the best Marvel series since Jessica Jones we've had. I couldn't even better than Iron Fist. I I couldn't finish it. Neither did I. Watched like the first two episodes. I give everybody keeps shitting on it, and I was expecting to like to be like uh, it's not horrible. Just... Like I think it has like a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I w- well, what I was thinking was like, are people just flipping out because it's a because of like the fact that it's a white dude because i remember that it's was, always like, been big... a white dude yeah well that's true but like and but with the big controversy was like why wouldn't they make it an asian i was like well i mean fuck, read well the then you're casting just by ethnicity what yeah, the fuck's that's, wrong that's with the you whole thing but like it's it's cultural appropriation stop stealing from the white man poor white people we've had it so hard for so long um <laughs> but... all right um yeah, so you said you checked out the first couple episodes? I think I watched up to episode Yeah, I, no, seven. I think I was, like, maybe the first two. Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, I watched did you it ever finish minutes. Luke Cage? No. Yeah, I got to episode seven of Luke Cage, decided I just didn't care, and stopped watching. Well, that's what uh, everybody talks about, that. Like, he completely loses steam after Cottonmouth dies, and it's the same thing for, oh, like... spoiler alert. For Luke Cage, it came out, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. We live in the age of the internet. But it, it's really weird, because, like, I... I'm watch well I watched Iron Fist. I watched episodes 1 through 7 pretty quickly after it was released. 
Um, and then I just kind of fell off. Like, I haven't watched it in about a week, and I kind of don't think I'm ever going to at this no, point. I don't think I'm going to finish it. But, but like, it's it's not like Luke Cage where I just stopped watching it and being like, you know what? I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. With Iron Fist, it's just like, I have better things to do right now. Yeah, but well, it's, it's, mean, it's so interesting that there's, like, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, Luke Cage has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Iron Fist has a 13%. Like, why? I don't think Iron Fist is any worse than Luke Cage. I think it is because, like, Iron Fist just starts, there's no narrative thrust. It's just, like, Luke Cage doesn't have a narrative so thrust in the first many... episode either. Yeah, but there's, it's building up characters and stuff. With Iron Fist, it felt like every character they introduced, it was just like, well, I'm doing this now because I have to. I read the script. Um, like, I don't, um, I don't, like, hate Finn Jones in the role. But I don't really like the characters. Yeah, no, it, everyone comes across as very flat. Yeah. Um, the Meachams are horrendously boring and flat. Finn Jones is flat as Danny Rand. And the fighting's bad, and that's what everybody's been saying. And it's not, like, horrible, but maybe it's just the way that they filmed it. There's one uh, clip that's been blown up online where it's a, it's, it's a fight scene. I don't know what episode it was. I never actually got there. But they make 80 cuts within, like, two minutes. Is it like the, the, the Taken 3 <coughs> fence jump scene? Uh, Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, my God. Um, it's They're, like, in a warehouse, and he's punching people. But, like, it's bad. It just looks real bad. Yeah, which is surprising after we have something... Well, as that's why, like, Daredevil, Daredevil, yeah. Like, that fucking um, hallway scene in Daredevil was just great. And they got the people from uh, the raid to do it. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do a show that's, like, primarily about kung fu, but you don't hire, like, an actual martial arts team? Well, it's interesting, too, because if you look at um, a character like Iron Fist, you need to watch this real quick. Oh, the girl in that show is also from Game of Thrones. Oh, all right, I don't know if they just thought that um, people would love the show because of Game of Thrones, but you take two like mildly important characters. Well, one is a complete non-entity. The, the the lady in Iron Fist is like one of the Sand Snakes, and she's the one that doesn't have any lines. But she's fine in the show. Um, a lot of people are shit on Finn Jones. I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's just well, he's just like kind of bland protagonist. But that's the character. Well, it's it's interesting when you look at. Iron Fist is a show because Daredevil fell apart in season two because the first season was so grounded and real and the second series where he's fighting ninjas by listening to their swords it gets pretty fucking dumb mm-hmm. so you finally <laughs> have a show where it's like oh where yeah you could get away with that yeah you have a show where you can get away it's with a man the who punched the soul of a dragon and now is the immortal Iron Fist and the whole show is about corporate espionage they're yeah. just like you seriously mishandled this yeah i and like i said I, I know nothing about the comics um never never read iron fist i always thought it was just like one of those hokey holdover characters from the 1970s which is exactly what it was is like that character was introduced when kung fu became like a huge thing in film in the 70s when bruce lee was around um and so it just never felt like a real superhero to me it always felt like one of those like I don't know, bullshit made up ones. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe 
um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist as series would have worked better if they just did Heroes for Hire, which is Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Well, I'm sure that it'll but... be interesting to see him in Defenders. Like, a lot of people well... are like, whoa, is Defenders going to suck now? I'm like, nothing about Iron Fist is that bad. Like, people's yeah. reaction to it is so over the top. And Luke Cage was but... a really strong character in Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, the most excited I got in Iron Fist is in episode one, like, three or four or something, where uh, Carrie Ann Moths as Hogarth shows up mm-hmm. and is his lawyer. Yeah. And I got super excited when I saw her because I'm like, oh, sick. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Defenders. It's just like, well, the, the Defenders is the most blandly titled superhero team ever. They should just call them Doom Patrol. What? That's from DC, though. Oh. That's where Beast Boy comes from. Before he was a Teen Titan, he was in Doom Patrol. It was like, that's actually the thing that X-Men kind of ripped off in the very, very beginning. Where it's like, it was just about it bunch of people with mutant powers and like their leader is a bald guy in a wheelchair and then x-men came out and they're, that like, exact the same thing. they're like oh fuck wait i think it was probably like the deadpool uh deathstroke scenario where it's like we kind of accidentally made the exact same character without thinking well that it. wasn't an accident oh really yeah the whole thing with deathstroke and deadpool was that um uh rob liefeld i believe and fabian nichise who is the writer well, they, they had a thing with... They were writing Marvel character, and they just needed a small side character in a New Mutants issue. Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to be a mercenary, and they said, well, what what can we do? And they're like, well, DC has a very popular character called Deathstroke, who's Slade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we just take that, make him completely annoying, right? and we'll just say, oh, it's Wade Wilson. Right, that's well, what I had heard, and the way that I always understood it, and I was probably wrong, was that uh, he made this character, and then, like, it was just one of those cases where you kind of accidentally plagiarize something. Where it, That happens, like, in when you're, you know, writing stuff. Unless um, you're Shia LaBeouf, in which case it happens intentionally. Yeah. But uh, then instead of, like, scrapping it, they're just like, okay, let's make this an over-to-the-top thing, and we'll call it fucking Wade Wilson instead of Slade Wilson, and just make him goofy. But no, I believe if I no, remember correctly, right. yeah, Deadpool was done intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. I forget what we were even talking about. Iron Fist, Marvel, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. yeah uh, whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm still excited to see Defenders. I mean, if yeah. no no other reason, I want to see Daredevil and Jessica Jones together on It'll screen. Be interesting to see those people as a team. Cause yeah, because so, like... they don't seem any of them seem like team players. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, especially. I just wish that Iron Fist had his costume. That's all. I just wish he didn't have that scraggly ass beard. That really bothers me. <laughs> He's got a really bad beard, um, which I thought was gonna just be at the beginning because he's like a vagrant. No, nope. but I guess it's just his thing. Cool. Cool man. Let's take, a, let's take a, a series about someone who has a powerful fist that fights ninjas, and then we'll just... I'll show you a powerful fist. Oh, God. This is going back to that. So it's the Power Rangers scene again. So, yeah, I think, well, that's, a, that's, that's about all I have to talk about. Do you have anything else? I do not have anything else. Logan, go see it. Logan, yeah, if you haven't already seen it, which I'm sure most of you have. Statistically, you've probably seen it. Logan, go see it. Power Rangers. Go see it, I then would go, say see go see it, see it again. It. Yeah. Then go see it a third time, and then go see Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Power Rangers, I would say go see it. Uh, Legion, go see it. Iron Fist, I don't I don't give a shit. It's whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I did. I only watched two episodes of it because, like, I was. I I just wanted to see like how bad it was because I was like, there's no way it's it has not a thirteen. It's not as bad. But as that's what I'm saying. It's like I thought like if it's got a thirteen percent, it's got to be terrible. But then I watched it. And I'm just like, eh, it's, it's not. Yeah, good. It's, it's not bad. It's just. It's yeah. mediocre, and maybe people were just disappointed. Maybe it is the whole like, uh, you just over the biggest problem with Iron Fist is that cultural it's appropriation. it's it's bland. Yeah, nothing about it stands out as being good. If this show was on like ABC or whatever, it would just be another one of those shows. And that's what yeah, it feels more like just a real regular TV show. Whereas all of the other Netflix stuff, even the stuff that you know wasn't their best was all pretty strong, and it all had, like, vision. This just kind of seems like a show. This seems like the obligate... Like, it's the Thor of the Marvel movies, where it's, this is the obligatory yeah. film we have to get out of the right. way before we get to the team-up movie. Yeah. And that's yes. exactly what this that's is. probably what it is. It's the obligatory Iron Fist series, because who the fuck is Iron Fist? Yeah. And who cares? Kung Fu is silly. Yeah. But... I would love to see who would win in a fight, though, him or Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I really just do hope that they stop doing this 13-episode season, because it's too much. Yeah, have Iron Fist be, like, an episode. Maybe a holiday special. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Iron Fist holiday special. No, but, like, even Daredevil and stuff. Like, Daredevil Season 2 really, really, really runs out of steam for me, like, midway. Yeah, well, it runs out of steam for me, like, in Episode 4. Yeah. So, yeah, if they were just doing, like, these tight little eight-episode seasons, um, or not even, you don't, don't even, like, marry a number of episodes that you need. Just tell the story... Um, to the best of your ability. Yeah, if it, takes six ep- if it takes six episodes, it takes six episodes. If yeah. it takes eight episodes, whatever. If it, but here and here's the problem that shows like Arrow and the Flash ran into because each of those seasons they have to be twenty three episodes. So, yeah, uh, when so you have enough content and for that's five, the television to me in general is just, well, yeah, when you're, when 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 you need and Game of Thrones was the same way. Like after a while the 10 episode seasons it was just like i don't know game of thrones is different because the writing kind of went to shit but yeah it's like you don't need all of this time for this nonsense um just tell the story uh and tell it well i don't care if you do it in three episodes i don't care if you do it in 20 episodes so long as you have the material and it's interesting Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, i don't think they need 13 for these for these marvel shows and I like the Marvel shows a lot, and I'm on record as saying that. Um, I just, you know, I like I like two of them a lot, and then no, even like I even like uh, Luke Cage a lot. And as much as like I like the idea of it, and I like the character, I like the vision behind it. I just, you know, narratively, it loses steam. Just tighten it up. You, someone told tighten me them all the, up. Someone told me what the twist ending was for Luke Cage. Did you hear about that? No, what is it? Yeah, so it turns out like the big gangster villain in the end is actually Luke Cage's brother. I didn't even know that was a twist. I thought that was just... Yeah, I don't... I thought it was just known. Whatever. Because I think that's like part of the comics, isn't it? Don't care. Still not going <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, the, well, Luke Cage is another one where I was just like, I never really read the comics. Because that, even more than Iron Fist, felt like it was the because it's from around the same era where they're like where they first started to try to put diversity in the comics 
but they were real bad at it. <laughs> um, so if you were a black guy, like the name black was in your name and you were a criminal of some sort who is a good guy now. Like uh, DC had Black Lightning. And I think we're getting a Black Lightning TV show, aren't we? What? I think that we, I think that uh, like CW is going to do like a Black Lightning thing. Oh my they'll god! They'll probably just call it lightning, but why or is it? they'll just call it black. Yeah, yeah, it's just black, but it's like spelt with a Q or something. Um, why is it always lightning powers uh, uh, with black people in comic books? Superhero static shot. There's always uh, the kid in uh, the kid in Logan, like the black kid in Logan, also had some kind of electrically based power. Oh, that's a fair point. Forgot about that. I don't know. I don't know. Racism. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, I changed your clock because if it's not going to move, it may as well be stuck at 11. <laughs> I have a Stranger Things, things clock. clock. I haven't put it up yet. I don't know where to put it up. I have no place to put it up. All right, well, that has been a thing. Tyler Pino is my name. Yeah, and I am Michael Holler. Get out of my house. <laughs>